Aloha, and welcome to the podcast, Throwing Up Rainbows. Good girl, dirty secret. I invite you to get lost in story. You are welcome here with my dirty little secrets. You're welcome here exactly as you are and all your brilliant, beautiful fucked upness as you shine and as you crawl towards the light. In today's episode, you'll discover a little bit more about me and how my dirty secret started. Let's dive in. I'm Z Zocalante. Yes, Z. Just the letter. Z, like Zorro, I tell people, and mark the air in front of me with my invisible sword finger. Still, at coffee shops, I'll get my cup and it will say Z-E-E. Really, people? Just the letter means just one single letter. (sighs) Sigh. People don't listen as well as they think they do. For a number of years, my favorite book was Geek Love by Catherine Dunn, which I read while visiting a Calabash uncle in Sweden a summer I traveled through Europe. It's a completely bizarre story about a circus family whose mother takes drugs on purpose to have the kids born deformed, and his father calls them his dreamlets. Don't have an aneurysm or call child services, it's fiction. This strange story is told through the eyes of one of the daughters, a bald albino hunchback. What I loved most about it was how, because she was imperfect, people felt safe to talk with her. Check it out. Here's an excerpt from Catherine Dunn's book, Geek Love. She talks. People talk easily to me. They think a bald albino hunchback can't hide anything. My worst is all out in the open. It makes it necessary for people to tell you about themselves. They begin out of simple courtesy. Just being visible is my biggest confession. So they try to set me at ease by revealing our equality, by dragging out their apparent deformities. That's how it starts. But I'm like a stranger on the bus and they get hooked on having a listener. They go too far because I am one listener who is in no position to judge or find fault. They stretch out their dampest secrets because a creature like me has no values or morals. If I am good, and they assume that I am, it's obviously for lack of opportunity to be otherwise. And I listen. I listen eagerly, warmly, because I care. They tell me everything, eventually. That was an excerpt from Catherine Dunn's book, Geek Love. I once had a therapist tell me that no one likes perfect people. (laughs) Huh, that's funny in that sad way, because I spent a little over a decade trying to be perfect, while failing miserably and hating myself all the while. But let's get to the juicy part, my eating disorder, the reason for all this. It started when I was 15 and spent the summer junior lifeguarding at a pool near my house in Hawaii. I love cookies. And at one of the pool party events, this guy and I stupidly made a bet that we could stop eating desserts for a month. On top of this, I was using myself as a guinea pig for non-meat diets for my dad, who'd been diagnosed with high blood pressure, and I was secretly afraid that he would die. 
After a week, my co-lifeguard was eating cookies again, but I was a straight A student and overachiever, so I kept going for the entire month. I dropped in weight. I got a killer tan and my blonde hair streaked out in seven different colors of liquid sunshine. When I started my freshman year of high school, my self-esteem was feeling pretty good. So stupidly, oh, so stupidly, I kept going. This was the beginning of my demise, as I isolated myself freshman year of high school, spending all my college mod scheduled breaks either alone in the library or alone in the locker room or running in the valley behind my school and peeling off all the fat items off my sandwiches and throwing them in the trash. And this was how it began. Until almost a year later, I decided I liked food and once again, stupidly, thought I'd come up with a fantastic idea to throw up. You know, I get to eat my food and not get fat. It started off with desserts only, but then rapidly spiraled into all foods and a constant compulsion to binge and purge when any emotion fueled through me. I referred to my eating disorder as Lily, who I separated from myself by creating another name and entity for. In my mind, she had black hair, black eyes, and purple lips that looked as though she'd been kissing bruises. On the outside, my long blonde hair and my long legs roamed through the world, striving to be perfect, to be oh so good, to receive external validation that I was somehow worthy. On the inside, I felt like I was rotting. On the outside, I was the good little girl who looked put together and got straight A's and was an athlete and smiled all the time. Meanwhile, I was writing suicide poetry in the solitude of the locker room about jumping off cliffs into the ocean rocks below. Lily was my dirty secret, the one I would lie to you about to your face and hate you if you found out. My life revolved around the food I didn't eat, the food I ate and threw up, how much exercise Lily made me do to appease her, and the way the mirror tortured me with my fat hips and ass. I wanted to not exist anymore. I wondered if anyone would miss me other than my family. Having an eating disorder is exhausting because you're living two parallel lives, one in which you try to be normal and keep your secret hidden, and the other where you're totally fucked up and you don't know how to escape. So two parallel worlds lived on in me for the next decade plus, and then I got better. Not magically, not all at once, but I got better. Free. Happy. My life fell apart. But this time, I didn't throw up. Years later, another serious implosion. And I'm not gonna lie, I was a tad afraid. But no, Lily was gone. Now, I process my feelings instead of through Lily and the guise of my eating disorder. I don't watch my back for her anymore, fearing that she'll be around the next corner, lingering in the shadows, waiting for the moment to lure me in with her plum-colored kisses, stroking my hair, telling me she'll never leave me, before she once again begins her pattern of abuse.
So, there's a small taste of me and my dirty darkness. And if you listen, if you listen, eventually, I'll tell you everything. I'm Zizo Colante, and this is Throwing Up Rainbows. This episode was produced by me, Zizo Colante, with audio production and scoring by Carlos Sepulveda.